Section 00 of An Essay Concerning Human Understanding. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. An Essay Concerning Humane Understanding by John Locke. Introduction. 1. An inquiry into the understanding pleasant and useful. Since it is the understanding that sets man above the rest of sensible beings, and gives him all the advantage and dominion which he has over them, it is certainly a subject, even for its nobleness, worth our labour to inquire into. The understanding, like the eye, whilst it makes us see and perceive all other things takes no notice of itself and it requires under art and pains to set it at a distance and make it its own subject but whatever be the difficulties that lie in the way of this inquiry whatever it be that keeps us so much in the dark to ourselves sure i am that all the light we can let it upon our minds all the acquaintance we can make with our own understandings will not only be very pleasant but bring us great advantage in directing our thoughts in search of other things two design this therefore being my purpose to inquire into the original certainty and the extent of human knowledge together with the grounds and degrees of belief opinion and assent i shall not at present meddle with the physical consideration of the mind or trouble myself to examine wherein its essence consists or by what motions of our spirits or alterations of our bodies we come to have any sensation by our organs or any ideas in our understandings and whether those ideas do in their formation any or all of them depend on matter or not these are speculations which however curious and entertaining i shall decline as lying out of my way in the design i am now upon it shall suffice to my present purpose to consider the discerning faculties of a man as they are employed about the objects which they have to do with and i shall imagine i have not wholly misemployed myself in the thoughts i shall have on this occasion if in this historical plain method i can give any account of the ways whereby our understandings come to attain those notions of things we have and can set down any measure of the certainty of our knowledge or the grounds of those persuasions which are to be found amongst men so various different and wholly contradictory and yet asserted somewhere or other with such assurance and confidence that he that shall take a view of the opinions of mankind observe their opposition and at the same time consider the fondness and devotion wherewith they are embraced the resolution and eagerness wherewith they are maintained may perhaps have the reason to suspect that either there is no such thing as truth at all or that mankind hath no sufficient means to attain a certain knowledge of it three method 
it is therefore worth while to search out the bounds between opinion and knowledge and examine by what measures in things whereof we have no certain knowledge we ought to regulate our assent and moderate our persuasion in order whereunto i shall pursue this following method first i shall enquire into the original of those ideas notions or whatever else you please to call them which a man observes and is conscious to himself he has in his mind and the ways whereby the understanding comes to be furnished with them secondly i shall endeavour to show what knowledge the understanding hath by those ideas and the certainty evidence and extent of it thirdly i shall make some inquiry into the nature and grounds of faith or opinion whereby i mean that assent which we give to any proposition as true of whose truth yet we have no certain knowledge and here we shall have occasion to examine the reasons and degrees of assent four useful to know the extent of our comprehension if by this inquiry into the nature of the understanding i can discover the powers thereof how far they reach to what things they are in any degree proportionate and where they fail us i suppose it may be of use to prevail with the busy mind of man to be more cautious in meddling with things exceeding its comprehension to stop when it is at the utmost extent of its tether and to sit down in a quiet ignorance of those things which upon examination are found to be beyond the reach of our capacities we should not then perhaps be so forward out of an affectation of an universal knowledge to raise questions and perplex ourselves and others with disputes about things to which our understandings are not suited and of which we cannot frame in our minds any clear or distinct perceptions or whereof as it is perhaps too often happened we have not any notion at all if we can find out how far the understanding can extend its view how far it has faculties to attain certainty and in what cases it can only judge and guess we may learn to content ourselves with what is attainable by us in this state five our capacity suited to our state and concerns for though the comprehension of human understanding comes exceeding short of the vast extent of things yet we shall have the cause enough to magnify the bountiful author of our being for that proportion and degree of knowledge he has bestowed on us so far above all the rest of inhabitants of this our mansion men have reason to be well satisfied with what god hath thought fit for them since he hath given them as st peter says words in greek whatsoever is necessary for the conveniences of life and information of virtue and has put within the reach of their discovery the comfortable provision for this life and the way that leads to a better how short soever their knowledge may come of an universal or perfect comprehension of whatsoever is it yet secures their great concernments that they have light enough to lead them to the knowledge of their maker and the sight of their own duties men may find matter sufficient to busy their heads and employ their hands with variety 
delight and satisfaction if they will not boldly quarrel with their own constitution and throw away the blessings their hands are filled with because they are not big enough to grasp everything we shall not have much reason to complain of the narrowness of our minds if we will but employ them about what may be of use to us for of that they are very capable and it will be an unpardonable as well as childish peevishness if we undervalue the advantages of our knowledge and neglect to improve it to the ends for which it was given to us because there are some things that are set out of reach of it it will be no excuse to an idle and untoward servant who would not attend his business by candlelight to plead that he had not broad sunshine the candle that is set up in us shines bright enough for all our purposes the discoveries we can make with this ought to satisfy us and we shall then use our understandings right when we entertain all objects in that way and proportion that they are suited to our faculties and upon those grounds they are capable of being proposed to us and not peremptorily or intemperately require demonstration and demand certainty where probability only is to be had and which is sufficient to govern all our concernments if we disbelieve everything because we cannot certainly know all things we shall do much what as wisely as he would do not use his legs but sit still and perish because he had no wings to fly six knowledge of our capacity a cure for scepticism and idleness when we know our own strength we shall the better know what to undertake with the hopes of success and when we have well surveyed the powers of our own minds and made some estimate what we may expect from them we shall not be inclined either to sit still and not set our thoughts on work at all in despair of knowing anything nor on the other side question everything and disclaim all knowledge because some things are not to be understood it is of great use to the sailor to know the length of his line though he cannot with it fathom all the depths of the ocean it is well he knows that it is long enough to reach the bottom at such places as are necessary to direct his voyage and caution him against running upon shoals that may ruin him our business here is not to know all things but those which concern our conduct if we can find out those measures whereby a rational creature put in that state in which man is in this world may and ought to govern his opinions and actions depending thereon we need not be troubled that some other things escape our knowledge seven occasion of this essay this was that which gave the first rise to this essay concerning the human understanding for i thought the first step towards satisfying several inquiries the mind of man was very apt to run into was to take a survey of our own understandings examine our own powers and see to what things they are adapted till that was done i suspected we began at the wrong end and in vain sought for satisfaction in a quiet and sure possession of truths that most concerned us whilst we let loose our thought into the vast ocean of being 
as if all the boundless extent were the natural and undoubted possession of our understandings wherein there was nothing exempt from its decisions or that escaped its comprehension thus men extending their inquiries beyond their capacities and letting their thoughts wander into those depths where they can find no sure footing it is no wonder that they raise questions and multiply disputes which never coming to any clear resolution are proper only to continue and increase their doubts and continue them at last in perfect scepticism whereas where the capacities of our understandings well considered the extent of our knowledge once discovered and the horizon found which sets the bounds between the enlightened and dark parts of things between what is and what is not comprehensible by us men would perhaps with less scruple acquiesce in the avowed ignorance of the one and employ their thoughts and the discourse with more advantage and satisfaction in the other eight what idea stands for thus much i thought necessary to say concerning the occasion of this inquiry into human understanding but before i proceed on to what i have thought on this subject i must here in the entrance beg pardon of my reader for the frequent use of the word idea which he will find in the following treatise it being that term which i think serves best to stand for whatsoever is the object of the understanding when a man thinks i have used it to express whatever it meant by phantasm notion species or whatever it is which the mind can be employed about in thinking and i could not avoid frequently using it i presume it will be easily granted me that there are such ideas in men's minds every one is conscious of them in himself and men's words and actions will satisfy him that they are in others our first inquiry then shall be how they come into the mind end of section 0 read by lambda